cool. Yeah. 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 Cool. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to the Fence End podcast. I am here with only a couple of people this week. Uh, we got Simon. Hello, Simon. Hello. And we got Paul. Hello, Paul. Hello. Right. Okay. So uh, only one game to catch up on. Um, but a, a few signings as well, because we, we did the podcast at apparently the worst possible time, because <laughs> within the next three days we signed three players. Um, so, or we had signed one, I can't, when did we do it? <laughs> I can't remember, I think we did it on the Wednesday, so we'd signed one, but hadn't signed the other two. Um, so, let's uh, let's talk about them, first of all. Um, we've got a centre-back. Are we happy about We this? have. He we didn't have. play much on against um, Sunderland, but, no, but he I does look like a good sport. prospect. Yeah, I think chucking, chucking in a new centre-back pairing against Sunderland <laughs> in front of 34,000 people, it's probably a touch risky. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but yeah, looks good. Good pedigree. Um, was understudy to an £85 million defender. So... Um, <laughs> So yeah, that that's good, and you know, I don't know if it's I can't shake the conference days completely, but he's the type of player you just look at and go, he's a big lad, and that makes me happy. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's tall, and he's that's a it. unit. Yeah, even yeah. even though Ben Fucher happened, <laughs> <laughs> I I'd still look at a player and go, he's tall. He looks like a centre back. I'm happy. This guy though just looks. I, there's always that thing about big people and tall people. It's, you know, uh, Peter Crouch looks stretched and Futcher looks stretched. Yeah. This guy just looks scaled up. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean. He's not. Mm-hmm. He's not like you know. He's, he's just. He looks normal size, and then he stood next to somebody. Like, you know, he was stood next to Carl Robinson at the unveiling. Who's not a short guy? No, he's a big guy, and you sort of think, blimey, he's dwarfing him. Yeah. You know, uh, mm-hmm. but he doesn't look doesn't look lanky or awkward he just looked big no and i think we got excited about aaron martin for that reason like mm. i'm not comparing the two <laughs> <laughs> and i hope i'm not in a few weeks um although aaron martin seemed like a lovely gentleman anyway yeah um also woodburn was the one we had signed but looked handy against sunderland do we think yeah, he was lively. He was involved in the goal. Sort of had a couple of touches before the uh, the ball through to um, Fosu. So yeah, I thought he looked lively. Yep, awesome. Uh, and Ford is a few weeks off uh, fitness, so uh, we'll find out about him in a few days. But again, you you do the Wikipedia search that we all do, um, and he yeah looks looks like a good addition, a good uh, strong addition to the squad. Definitely, yeah. And he's played at this level, you know, he's used to this level. So, you know, perhaps Woodburn might take a little bit of um, time to adjust, but Ford, when, when he's fit, will be, you know, used to this. Yes. Yeah, uh, I I sort of completely agree. Still uh, on the lookout for a striker. Uh, hopefully they'll be in by the yeah. end of the week. If not, I suspect uh, by the end of the following week. We've got to remember that Thursday is the end of the championship window, isn't it? Um, so anyone who's missed out on that move to the championship or if they got a last minute player in in the championship they might want to let someone go (laughs) the next day or a a couple of days afterwards you look at um, uh, like 
Barnsley, Bristol City, um, and there's another club desperately after uh, a striker in the championship, Brentford. Or all the Bs, apparently, um, <laughs> after a striker in the championship. So, you know, if they miss out on, on a target, um, then then that leaves them open. Or if they get one in last minute, yeah, you, you never know what we'll end up with. But I think it'll be sort of... I, I'm looking at that window. I don't think anything will happen before then. Um, but we'll see. Um, before I go on to the... Um, on to sort of reviewing the Sunderland game. Uh, we've been joined in the podcasting world by... Um, I, I, see, I sound like an idiot saying Tipmanner. Um, <laughs> I just... <laughs> it's something about me being so Southern. And if I ever go to away games, I'm painfully aware that I turn even more Southern. Uh, even at Notts <laughs> County, I, I went up to the lady selling programmes and said... Oh, excuse me, I, I wondered uh, where the away entrance is, and I'm stood there in a blazer, like an <laughs> idiot. Um, so, Did you? So, and a boater? Did you have a boater on as well? Like yeah, that, you know? Probably. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, um, to manor, to manor, I, ca- I can't do it. Um, they're, they're on the scene. Uh, if I, I should imagine everyone listening to our podcast is the same as me in the sense that I go and watch the games and then I watch the highlights and then I watch the extended highlights and then I'll watch it if it's on the news <laughs> and any replays on Twitter, even though I've seen it all. Um, and I watch the preview shows and I watch the same interviews <laughs> elsewhere. Uh, so, yeah, I'd, I'd like to welcome them to the field um, because, you know, Oxford fans just want as much Oxford United as possible, I think, and it's great that that they can listen to both. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and we, I, I, well, we've we've spoken just before we started recording. We've all had a listen and all enjoyed it, so that's a good a good place to be. Um, they've got all games and sound effects and microphones, so you know they've they've come in last minute and, <laughs> and sort of shone a light on what we should be doing. But we're going to battle <laughs> on making us look bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's been great listening to them, um, and they had a much shorter journey than, than we have going to Sunderland. Um, but let's talk about that game. So, first question: Did we deserve all three points? Yes, I think so too, Simon. I mean, we yeah. we got our stuff from Radio Oxford, Simon. So you were actually there. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, just about. I think we we were, you know, the, obviously a lot of debate about the penalty and well, at it, the time. Th- there's no know, debate, I, and that's why I'm pleased <laughs> Fraser isn't on this week because he defends referees. It's not a penalty, yeah. and if you're not 100, percent you don't give it. But he obviously no. wasn't 100 percent because he gets the ball. I can I, see that from a replay from miles away. Well, at, at the time, I had a pretty good view of it. You know, it was at the end that we were at a, a fairly unobstructed view. The only obstruction to the view was the sort of three or four pints I'd had before the game. But, <laughs> but it looked like a perfectly good challenge. It looked like one of those where the, the, the attacker is already, you know, he's anticipating the tackle coming from his left. So he moves a bit to the left and then starts falling over when the tackle comes in. So it looks, and, and you don't get the benefit of five or six camera angles and super slow-mo at this level. No, but at or, the time, or, I thought, obviously. yeah, I just thought that's not a penalty. He's gone down mm. way too easily. Um, but then the re- 
I, I'm like, I, I defend referees as much as I possibly can because it is a difficult job, and you've got players who will quite happily, you know, make the most of everything, and and you know, lots of shirt pulling and all sorts go go on. But he was as poor as I've seen well, a referee for I, a long time. I think time. we've got to look at the EFL and go: is that his first or second? game that he's officiated and they've put him at the stadium of life yeah. on the opening day of a season what yeah. like who makes that decision that is absolutely ridiculous um and it, it's not just the penalty it's the fact that they should have had three or four players booked in the first half and the only players booked throughout the game were oxford players mm-hmm. yeah but we should have had we should have had more players booked according to their manager who complained about the referee well, ironically well, uh, from what I've seen, Sunderland fans weren't, in general, weren't happy with the referee, but they were just saying he was poor. We were saying he was poor and biased, but I don't think he was necessarily biased towards Sunderland. I think he was swayed by fans, yeah. which yeah. I think, you know, 34,000, as I said, your first league game in charge, you, you, you know, there is that sort of possibility. In, in defence of their manager... If you drew 19 times last season and you're expected to walk the league, day one of the new season, you've got a a team who the fans are tearing their hair out because they haven't got players in early like they wanted. You've got a a lot of sort of uh, unrest there. You've got one of the chairmen saying that Charlton are a bigger club than them. So, you know, (laughs) I can't imagine it's the happiest boardroom (laughs) at certain times at the minute. Um, I think you immediately come out and go, it's not our fault that we drew. Um, yeah. When, when for all intents and purposes, from everything I've seen, not just Radio Oxford, um, but from Twitter, from watching the game back and the highlights and stuff, we, you know, we edged the game. We, we've come away from home and, and we've, we've fought and probably deserved a win and we've got one fit striker. And he he was very... I thought I thought he did a brilliant job doing what he does well, Mackie. You know, he, he, there were a couple of times when we broke, and you you kind of realised that his pace wasn't there to to get in the box and be a threat from the cross that was coming in. But his his little bit of knowledge and and experience in the lead up to our goal, because if you watch it watch it back on the highlights, as the ball is played through to Fosu, Mackie just makes a, a beeline for the centre-half and just gives him a little nudge. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it, perfect. It, with v, with VAR, they'd have probably gone, he's in, you know, that's a foul, that's off the ball, he's, you know, he's fouled him. You know, it, was, it wasn't massive, but it was enough just to give Fosu a half-yard extra that was enough for him to get the shot away. And it's I think that if, thing you If see... Mackie hadn't have done it, he'd have got, the, I think the defender would have been back and got the tackling. Yeah, just, and, and it's chasing. instinctive, um, yeah. and you, you see it a lot. I think that's why, that's one of the reasons people loved looking back on Briggs and Shotton. And if, mm. if you if you watch the uh, first goal against Wickham uh, in in the last game of the season that we that yeah. we went up, Wright exactly. does it perfectly, and it's yeah. so precise. And if it goes slightly wrong, the, the whole move doesn't work. But it's so it's so sort of intricate, and you, and you do see the the top pros doing it, and you can sort of see Mackie's pedigree there, I guess. Yeah. Um, I was going to mention that actually, as as how good he was. Um, looking at other new signings, obviously Fosu took the plaudits uh, in terms of how well how well he played. Um, yeah. He he really shone. 
um, and, and showed what he's capable of and what we heard that he does under Carl Robinson. So hopefully that will continue. Um, Dickey stepped up to the plate. I know he's not a new signing, but playing on the right-hand side. Um, early days, but a good Nelson replacement. Yeah, I, I, it, it's an interesting one whether, whether perhaps as the slightly junior member of that partnership with Nelson, he kind of deferred to him a little bit. Perhaps with Nelson going, he's you know it will allow him to, to really blossom because I, I thought I was possibly one of his best games that he's had he, he was he was winning everything obviously he had the goal disallowed but that was a great header that you know for the for the disallowed goal from the you know yeah um, and and he and Nelson put a few wide or sort of fluffed a few but this was mm. like a it was a bullet header wasn't it yeah yeah absolute you know met met it perfectly and, and powered it in yeah I think um with Dickie though last season he he needs to I don't I don't like players fouling off the ball, but he's not very sly about it. He needs to. He needs to learn from Mackey. You know? Yeah, um, a few times he will do something, and you're like, "Well, he's just blatantly put his arm out and pulled him back." Yeah, he needs to be slyer. Yeah. Um, and if he can start adding that to his game, then brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think Mackey's the one to look at for that because you know all about Mackey Moose. Um, you never know, never know what's going to happen. Um, he like he Moose is not going to be that that person. I don't think anyway. Um, no. But it, we always say when Moose is <laughs> is the centre back that we're a bit on edge. Uh, you seem to have a, a solid game, and I'm hoping more will come in <laughs> against Peterborough. So <laughs> I don't have this. Well, you jinxed it. It's your fault situation. <laughs> Um, but he seemed to have quite a solid game. Yeah, I think a lot of the signings that we brought in have shown themselves to be good players, whereas we had doubts last season about some of the signings. All of the ones that they brought in seem to be doing, you know, that have played, seem to be doing their job, and you can't help but think if the strikers that we get are the same sort of standard, then we're going to be all right. Yeah, exactly. Um, I like... So I did start by talking about transfers. So um, start with Cadden. Let's work our way forwards. Uh, Cadden seemed really solid and was putting balls in the box. Um, Good engine. Which is what we want to see. Yeah, mm. decent pace. Um, then Brannigan and Gorin worked together like they have for years, to be honest. They seem to get each other quite well. I'm guessing that's been yeah. worked on in training. Fossey was obviously mentioned. Uh, Woodburn we've talked about brief, uh, briefly. Um, I don't know. It's it if considering how late those signings came in, it looked like a well gelled team. I think. Yeah, it's interesting how late they came in. With some of them, it, was it Cadden had been at the club and training with us for two or three well, weeks I, before? I believe, yeah. So you he wonder was on how the pitch long at Rangers. At Rangers, yeah. So you wonder how long these players have actually been in the building as they as the term seems to be yeah um and that, and that they've been sort of in and around the squad for a little while before they're announced well so yeah because like Fosu was the worst kept secret ever wasn't it yeah. <laughs> everyone knew <laughs> that that was happening as you say Cadden was the same um i just wish Fosu, we... on saturday i thought impressed me it's, i've seen sort of a couple of the pre-season games and he played okay he did a lot of work defending and tracking back but i hadn't seen a 
much of him going forward. He, he kind of been fairly quiet. But I thought Saturday he looked, you know, a real threat. And and like you like you said earlier, you know, he's he's played under Robinson. You know, he, he hopefully he'll, he'll replicate the form that he's shown previously. He was, he always had good games against us, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely remember that <laughs> as soon as his name was mentioned. Well, my initial thought was he's not the type of player we sign because mm. we don't sign players that you've heard of. Yeah. Um, but I, I, that's more of a Robinson thing. And actually, we don't get managers you've heard of a lot of the time. Jim Smith excluded, obviously. Uh, but you look at, at the the C-bomb, you look at Map, you look at Pep, yeah. you look at Waddock. You, like, we don't. Um, and so to get a sort of proven manager at this level, who last season was the second time he hasn't finished in the playoffs, wasn't it? Um, in in League One, like he is proven at this level, and and you can't take away from that. Yeah. Um, looking at uh, our next game, we're playing Peterborough. Uh, they have a striker who absolutely always scores against us. Um, in Ivan Tony. Apparently, championship clubs are after him, so I've got my fingers crossed <laughs> <laughs> that he'll go before before Friday. Um, but they obviously they've spent big, but they lost. Mm. Um, do you reckon they'll bounce back, or how how do you feel the game will go? It's an interesting one. With like you say, they they have spent big, and they they often get there transfer dealings done very early you know um with steve evans there he does like we you know previous seasons with steve evans he does like to buy players they've i had a quick look because i'd I'd heard this somewhere else and and last season they won the first five games five on the trot the season before that four on the trot at the start of the season so the last couple of seasons they've started really well and to lose the first game quite heavily at home on, on Saturday, you kind of wonder. Oh, okay, maybe maybe this is a good time to play. Whereas normally, start a season, they're 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 going like a steam train. So mm-hmm. don't know. I'm 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 quietly confident about Saturday. Yeah, I think I I looked at our opening games, and you've got Sunderland, um, obviously Peterborough. We're discussing now. Blackpool have also spent big this summer. Mm. Um, Bristol Rovers. That's a tough game every season. Um, I, I and genuinely looked at it and thought, if we're if we're mid table, sort of nine or ten games in, I think we've had a great start considering the oppositions we we yeah. faced. And, and Coventry, you, you, we we play at the end of the month, and they've just spent seven hundred and fifty thousand on a striker. Yeah, and uh, you so, you look at um, like Wickham were quite. This sounds this sounds uh, like I'm sort of picking on them, but they were quite lucky. They've played Bolton. At home on the first day of the season, yeah. we play them at home on the last day of the season. Like we've got, they've got all season to sort themselves out before <laughs> they play us. Um, we've we've got a very tough start, um, and then you draw against Sunderland and put in a good shift for yourself, and you think, no, we'll smash Peter. This will be a doddle. They've just lost to Fleetwood, who always beat us anyway. <laughs> Um, so I I think it's remembering to to keep feet on the ground really. Um, yeah. I I still think we'll win. I'm I'm still going for for seven points, Liam. So we've got to win the next two for me. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, other than Tony, anything else you're particularly worried about? Oh, and sort of management styles. No, 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 not re- no. I think I I was. 
slightly nervous going into Saturday's game, and I think like a lot of fans, I'd have happily settled for one all, you know, before the game started, Absolutely. based on based on how poor we were at the start of last season. We've obviously learned some lessons, or or perhaps you know, perhaps Sunderland aren't as anywhere near as the level that Barnsley were at the start of last season. But you kind of look at how we played on Saturday, and you think actually. I think we'll be all right. You know, we 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 look ready for the season, which we didn't last. You know, last year I know we had, we were really unlucky with um, uh, I've forgotten his name, but the injury that um, the chap had uh, Eastwood. No, well, yeah, Eastwood before, but the the midfielder whose name's totally escaped me. I'm having a, a senior oh, moment. Oh, Carruthers. Um, that's it. Yeah, Samir Carruthers. You know, it, we were a bit unlucky, and we hadn't done transfers, and we bought in a couple of players who weren't, you know, hundred mm. percent. And I think the training ground season, had a huge impact as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's true. I, I, I think you're right, and and it, one thing that I do really like this season already is this. Um, Robinson's tried to get that uh, the world is against us mentality into the dressing room <laughs> that we saw. Like Northampton smashed the league. They didn't play the best football, but they they smashed the league in fifteen sixteen, and they, it was because the world was against them. So they stood yeah. up and they fought together. Robinson's done that after one game because of a dodgy ref. <laughs> so you know, I'm all for that. And as he says, if if we go away to twenty three grounds this season and come back being hated by the opposition, who cares? If yeah. we can get points, who cares? Yeah. Especially after last season, like as you say, the start was. Horrific, and now look at us with thirteen points off the bottom. So. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, very true. Uh, so, <laughs> I, I'm going for a win against Peterborough anyway. Yeah, me too. I, I like I say, I've, I've, I've got a sort of quiet confidence after Saturday that we're going to be all right. Cool. I, cool. Yeah, I think we'll sneak it because I think there's a little bit of pressure on Peterborough after the first game to come at us, whereas. I think if they'd have got a result, they'd have maybe been a bit happier for a draw. But I think there is pressure on them to come and get a result. Yeah, I see that. And I, I think um, you've got two managers that will do anything to try and win a game of football. Uh, mm. And I think Robinson's the the cleverer manager. Um, and so I'm hoping that pays off. Um I wouldn't want to be the fourth official on Saturday. <laughs> like, bring your earplugs. <laughs> I think that's the advice, isn't it? Um, yeah, because his interview after the game was quite funny, where he went, I should have been booked, so the ref knew he was, he was wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interesting logic. Um, uh, in terms of uh, striker, we obviously need one. The, the uh, Well, before I do this, the numbers have been announced and we've got 170-odd <laughs> players. <laughs> Uh, is that an, a good thing? Is that nice? It's a good thing. We haven't got a number nine. I don't you know. There's, there's, <laughs> yeah, there was no number that's nine what in I was that coming list. On to. Yeah, We've sorry. left that blank. Do you want to do? Purpose. Do you want to do that again so you get the con- the punchline? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll just carry it on. We'll carry it on. I'm not sorry. playing with this stuff. Um, but yeah, we've obviously kept a few numbers blank. Uh, I mm. think of the top thirty, which is our first team squad, number nine is blank, and then it's like fourteen to 18 uh, they've got as options so I'm guessing we've got a few players in mind there Um, but yeah do we think it's nice Uh, it's down to the is it is it the sixes the under sixes or something like that everyone has a squad number every yeah I think every single player in you know first team under 18s under 23s 
and all the way down through the academies has given been given a number. Yeah, it's great. It's a nice sort of club, whole club sort of mentality, which I think mm. is great. Yeah, because it doesn't even. When I initially saw it, I thought, well, surely you want to, you want to train harder to make sure you get a number. But mm. they've still categorised it, so you train harder to go to the next category. So you've yeah. it's more tangible steps. I I really like it. I think it's brilliant. I think um, other clubs will follow. Yeah, I think so. Um, and 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 that's great. You look you look at um, goal cam and stuff like that that I hadn't seen anywhere else. Um, Kath Faulkner, uh, obviously formerly off fence end fame. Um, started doing it whether that was their own accord or a few a few clubs said they were going to do it but that's everywhere now every club does it and i think mm. you know when you get those those standout moments i think they're brilliant and and this looks to be a really good one um but there is a number nine space is there anyone that's been sort of floated around that you would particularly like to see um there was that bloke from burnley who looked quite useful um the free transfer, I can't Dan something. Aggie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for mm. uh, thanks for giving it a go. I didn't know if it was a, a hard G or soft G or if, if it was an A or an E. Uh, I, yeah, I didn't know. Um, yeah, he obviously looks as if, or looked as if it was going to happen, whether that's sort of fallen through or um, is is just being played out to see what happens in terms of before the the championship deadline. Um, it's tough I think to you're say. right. Yeah, I think that that championship deadline, which is also the Premier League deadline, isn't it? I think yeah. there'll be movement around from you know overseas players coming into the top Premier League clubs, and it trickles down. You know, you players will will drop from you know the the, the top teams to some of the lower teams. Some of the lower Premier League teams will their players who perhaps aren't going to get games will maybe go on loan to Championship clubs, and then players around championship clubs will will drop down to us because we can still buy them can't we yeah they, the they can leave deadline, those can, clubs but they can't yeah. they can't sign so, them so i think it, it'll there'll probably be you know crazy happenings on on deadline day for the premier league clubs and and then we'll have a week or two to pick up you know <laughs> not what's left but <laughs> but those but those players who who you know realize because of other movement in and out of their club you know if they want to if they want to play, they're going to have to move. So mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think it'll benefit, you know, it'd be nice to, to get them in for Saturday. If it doesn't happen, you know, two games, not that it, it's getting the right players. We could have got players in before the start of the season, but you, you're better off getting the right player for a, you know, for a long season, you get the right player. Well, and if, if it's a couple of games in that signing is anything like any of the ones last week, it like, it, it just shows good things come to those who wait. Like that was, yeah, a phenomenal set of signings and, and Robinson's been saying throughout, it's because we're going for players who are popular. Mm. Um, and you look at uh, Marquis went to Pompey, that frees up a striker there, surely, because they've got, you know, every everyone's after a 20-goal-a-season man. They've got about five there, haven't they? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um I saw I saw Pittman mentioned, who seems mm. to have been linked with us every transfer window forever. Um, but someone like that would be an insane, <laughs> an insane name. Uh, whether you'd want him because he gets targeted so much, or you want someone a bit unknown, is is something else. But 
you know, we'll see what happens. Um, before we finish this podcast off, Simon, talk to us about displays because um, I I donated today and got us over the uh, over the halfway mark. I don't well, know then. if I'm if I'm due a prize <laughs> to do that. Um, <laughs> a round of applause. <laughs> thanks very much. <laughs> uh, it's gone up about a grand today, so that's oh, that's good. That's, that's pretty good. good. Um, yeah. Most and, of that was you, wasn't it, Liam? Uh, <laughs> I'm an actor. <laughs> I put in everything I could. Um, so yeah, uh, you could go on to, you can just find it through the Oxfox Twitter, can't you? Uh, you can... Yeah, through, and through the Oxfox website, I think there's, there's a story on the official club website, which links to it as well. So there's, there's options on we've, what we've, I mean, we, we'd kind of come up with, with an initial concept, which we announced, I think end of last season. There was some feedback through forums and, and social media that we took on board. You know, it wasn't a case of um, us saying, right, this is how we're going to do it and this is how it's going to look. We kind of gave a, a, an overview of what we wanted to do. There was some feedback which we took on board and we've we've worked with and, and come up with kind of three options in terms of the style of the, the image itself. So whether that's a purely photographic image a kind of cartoon style or a, or a very stylized yellow and blue, blue style. And yeah, it's like pop art one of them, isn't it? Yeah, it's that kind of, I think, based on the um, Obama Hope poster. Yeah. You know, that kind of, or, or there was a John Lennon one prior to that. So, yeah, something a bit more sort of stylized graphical rather than photographic. And then some options on the, the way that they're going to be framed. And then lots of options on the images that are going to be chosen. But Oxfox, I think we're going to have a stand at the... At the um, at the ground on Saturday, so there'll be printouts that people can see, and you know, any questions, have a chat, and uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, we'll 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 get the get the votes in. I think there's been quite a lot of people. I yeah, I, I filled in the survey today. It's so straightforward to do. Click the link and yeah. click the buttons. It's it's not rocket science. <laughs> um, it's definitely worth what is essentially ninety seconds of your time. And if you yeah. can whack a five or a tenner on it, then then do that because it it will make such a difference and i i'm guessing you guys heard the radio um conversation with Nal mcwilliam zaki and um and yeah and robinson paul, and, yeah paul paras our, our chairman was there as well yeah he that, when so. he um when it was mentioned you could hear robinson go well that's a brilliant idea mm. um but a bit more sort of scouse um <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it is a good idea and it will make it feel a bit more like home for however long we're left there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, it, well, it will belong to Oxfam, so well. I guess it could go, yeah, wherever. Absolutely, yeah. It, it is one, one of the things that, you know, that we have thought about this, you know, and I know sort of people, oh, what, what happens if you move? Well, yeah, it's, it's not, it is fixed to the walls and it will be, you know, as permanent as anything can be. But equally, if we move, we can take those down. Yeah. So, you know, they can go on the outside of the stand or they're also the right size that they will fit between the joists or the, the you know the pillars or whatever they are at the back of the north stand. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it has been, you know, we have given it some thought. We've, like with anything, there's a compromise to be had about where it goes and how we how we work it and, and whatever. So, it, you know, it, but it's, yeah, we're, it's, it's movable. Um, so if we do move, yeah, it'll be it'll be up at the back of the new twenty five thousand seat 
stadium, wherever that's going to be. Well, Ox, <laughs> Oxfox have just promised that they're going to build a 20 <laughs> um, uh, Yeah, we'll see if Fraser edits I, that I, out. If not, it's too late. It's too late. I, I'm speaking on my own behalf now. I'm not representing Oxfox. Oh, in so that you're matter. doing it. Cheers, Simon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if my numbers come up tonight in the lottery. <laughs> I think we've all thought that, to be fair. Yeah. I think every single player, Oxford fan that does the lottery. Yeah, uh, it, I think the first thing, well, my wife doesn't know this yet, but the first thing I would do is, is phone up the club and go, whack a million on whatever striker you really want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just do it. Have one on me. Yeah. Um, yes. Anyway, so that will happen. That will look fantastic. And yeah, the, the images, the, the mock-ups do look great. Uh, so do try and see them on Saturday. Football is coming home. I can't Yay. wait. Um, so yeah, I'm looking looking forward We're to talking Saturday of foot, football coming home. There was quite a, 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 an interesting chant towards Carl Robinson in his waistcoat I, on Saturday. I heard this, but <laughs> take it away, Simon. I think what the, the, uh, you're just a fat Gareth Southgate. Yeah, I think or Scouse Gareth Southgate or something. It was fat, and Mackie <laughs> pointed it out to Robinson <laughs> during the game. <laughs> Amazing, brilliant. Um, <laughs> Right, so before we go, uh, do listen to Tut Manor. Uh, I think I've said that right. There we go. Yeah. That that time. Um, uh, it is it is good to listen to it, and it um, it is great to to listen to as much Oxford to stuff as possible. <laughs> um, and yeah, we're all looking forward to to the the weekend. Hi, Tim. Hi, Tim. Apparently, we were a bit harsh to you last week. I got some feedback saying, <laughs> I'm sorry if I did offend, and uh, we love you, really. Uh, everyone else, we think you're great as well. And uh, thanks very much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.